Hey, what's going on, sports world? It's your boy, Big June, here with another episode of Smokers Lounge, where sports discussions become sports debates, and so on and so on, man. Yeah, you know, keeping on with the theme of the month, man. Happy 422, my tokens, man. Light it up, man. So, you know, yeah, you know, me and my boys, when we were younger, we used to always play baseball, man. And, you know, love the game. With football, softball, hardball, spongeball, handball. We didn't care stickball. We didn't care what it was. We, we wanted to play ball. All thought about making it to the major leagues and hitting walk-offs and all-star games and championships, but you know, never came to fruition. But with that being said, so dandy, because I'm here hosting the Smokers Lounge with you, my crew. Thanks, thank you. So I want to touch on a little something about how they say cheaters never win. So. Man, I want to talk about a couple of these cheaters, man. Some of the cheaters in the game that cheated the game. You know, from your Pete Rose to your Balco with the Mitchell Report and uh, A-Rod and his Tic Tacs. You know, all these guys, you know, trying to get the competitive edge to be the best they can. Right? I'm going to start off a little something with, uh, with Pete Rose. Because Pete Rose got banned in August of 89. He accepted it, the lifetime punishment, following the gambling probe against him. Now, we're talking about the career hit leader. The career hit leader with 4,256 career hits. The hitman, Charlie Hustle. Right? Is it long overdue? Or so he just stay out and keep looking out the window, keep peeping through the window. Well, we're here to discuss that right now. Pete Rose was a phenomenal player. No question about it. He hustled, played hard. Some say he was a dirty player. Some say he just didn't know no other way but to play hard. And, uh, you know, as a player, as a ball player, you know, everybody's going to acknowledge him for what he's accomplished on the game. Championships that he's won. No question. But as a manager, what he was doing to the game, betting on games he said he never betted against his team was that justifiable did that make it all right I don't know I don't think so well either way you should have had somebody putting them bets in for you or something man you know what I'm saying I like my bookie spot or something man because whatever you did led to your boy John Dow investigating you and uh yeah, everybody knows the rest you know but Pete Rose you compare his cheating differently against Barry Bonds, who had a trial. Roger Clemens, who had a trial. A-Rod, who got caught not once, but twice. From the Canada border incident to the Tic Tac situation with his cousin. You know, at one point, the juice era, the ball. Yeah, 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 we get it. The fans, Major League Baseball, they know that. The same way that Buzz Seeley, he turned his eye. He knew what was going on in 98 when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were hitting home runs after home runs when they chased it. Huh? But it brought the fans back to the seats and the stadiums were rocking and money was being made. So everybody turned the cheek. Everybody closed their eyes. But they knew what was going on because it wasn't illegal yet or whatever the case might be. But they knew what was going on. He knew. But let me touch on Pete Rose for a second. 
four commissioners. Four. And that man is still banned for life. From the current commissioner now, Commissioner Manfred, to Commissioner Seeley, to Commissioner Faye Vincent, and to the man who ultimately banned him for life, Giamatti. Do you think one day Manfred will have to change your heart and let P. Rosen to the Hall of Fame where he rightfully belongs as a player? Because to say the stats don't lie, right? The numbers don't lie. I'm black and white. You can't go against it, right? Well, if you put it down and you look at P. Rose's career, you would have, without a doubt, he makes the Hall of Fame. There's not an argument or question about it. But now, he's been banned for so long. And, and he's tried to get reinstated. And they just shot him down. And they keep shooting him down. So if he can't get in to the Hall of Fame, should Barry Bonds get in? Should Roger Clemens get in? Alex Rodriguez? Sammy? You know, a lot of these guys during that tainted era, they're up. They're in the ballots. They're in there. And some of them just, you know, the numbers, those numbers are not, they're not solid enough. Be the perfect example. You got Rafael Palmero. His numbers you could put up against a lot of people. The longevity of his career, the numbers he put up throughout his career. But now we know that it was tainted. It was tainted. It wasn't solid. And speaking of Palmero, if you're a real baseball fan, you would know. This all connects the dots because him and Sammy Sosa were in Texas together before Sammy Sosa blew up. And if you look at Sammy Sosa's batting stance, him and Palmero have similar batting stances, or had, excuse me, with a different direction of how the bat was swung. And obviously, one was left-handed, one was right-handed. But if you look at it, you will see the resemblance in what I'm talking about. And not only that, since we mentioned in Texas, you could also throw in Juan Gonzalez, Ivan Rodriguez, Ruben Sierra, Jose Canseco. The list goes on and on of the players who were there in Texas down there and what they were doing. So we speak of Texas, you could throw in a two-step of Roger Clemens. Uh, Andy Pettit, he admitted it. I think Jeff Bagwell... Did steroids. There was a lot of guys during that era that were doing it. Like some of these guys were truly talented and they need that to perform. They didn't need it. Like Barry Bonds, he didn't need it. The man was putting up numbers throughout his career. But you'd be a fool not to realize the growth and the craziness, how every year he just got bigger and bigger. It was crazy. You see, like Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire hit 49 home runs his rookie year. His rookie year. So he had the power, he displayed it. Wasn't consistent, had a lot of injuries. Could have copped and said that he 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 chose to do steroids because he was injured half the time and it was a quicker recovery for him. But he didn't go that route. And Sammy Sosa. Sammy, the only Major League Baseball player in history to have hit 60 or more home runs in three consecutive seasons. The only, look it up. Not Babe Ruth, not Hank Aaron. Not Ken Griffey, Willie Mays, but Sammy Sosa? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Just think about this for a second. It was a lot of ball players during that time. Like, they had the best career, the best years of their life, the best year of their career. You had your Brady Anderson from Baltimore. They're over your center field at the time. The guy never averaged more than 10 to 14 home runs a year. All of a sudden, one year, he's hitting like 50. I'm like, oh, shit, 50? This guy's okay, all right. You had the guy, Luis Gonzalez from the Diamondbacks. 
Another guy who had never hit no more for 15 to 27 plus home runs a year. All of a sudden, he's hitting 40. Like, wow. Like, these numbers were, were crazy. Like, oh, shit, these guys are balling. And nobody said nothing, even though they knew what was happening. They knew it. They knew. Well, what could they do? Baseball was down as far as the sports, sales, money-wise, everything. The fans, it was down. It was down on the total pole. Football was on the rise. The NBA was on the rise. And they knew it. So they cheer, you know. Say, like, we ain't Roger Clemens. Now, why would he use that, right? Numerous Cy Youngs. World champion. At that, I think at the age of 43 or 44, correct me if I'm wrong, when he was with the Houston Astros, his ERA was under two or barely over two. He won his last Cy Young with the Houston Astros at the age of 44, 45. A man with known groin injuries throughout his career. A power pitcher who relied on his legs. At the age of 44 or 43, winning the Cy Young. ERA under two or, or over two barely? So I'm going to put that into question. I win you. But then again, it was Roger Clemens. It was the Rocket Man who was doing it. So no one cared. Right? I don't know. There was a lot of ball players at that time that, you know, you wouldn't know whether to question if they were doing it or not. Like Barry Bonds was the perfect example. The man was putting up numbers. Went to San Francisco and became the San Francisco tree. And that whole area, the West Coast and that area, and, 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 and San Francisco region that way, it was a lot of that steroids going on. Because you think about it, Bill Romanowski was from the playing that area too with the 49ers and Oakland Raiders and all that. So it was football players doing steroids and all at that time. So it was well known. But it wasn't documented like that. And look at your boy A-Rod. Got caught with a doctor at the border to Canada. Has his cousin smuggling him Tic Tacs. Like, boy, you don't get it? You ain't get caught not once, but twice. And that was a talented man from the beginning of his career in Seattle with him and Griffey. The boy shined. And when he signed with Texas with that massive contract, well, I guess we all know why. Was it the steroids? Because the guy could hit. He was the real deal. A 5 tool. You know, had the glove, had the bat, had the arm. Can hit for average, can hit for power. He had it all. He possessed it all. What made him want to take steroids? Barry Bonds. Had it all. Was winning MVPs. Was it content with the numbers he was producing? He seen magic, the magical year that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were having, the home runs they were hitting, the fans, the love, the attention they were gearing. And he couldn't accept that? Was that the theory? Is that behind it? Because what possessed him to take steroids with this career he was having, the numbers he was putting up? Well, not to take away nothing from a lot of these ball players, because I don't know. I'm just assuming. But either way, you guys even had a trial. 
You got to try out. And your trainer. Shout out to Greg Anderson. Because he kept it real. He keeps it real more than the niggas that I know. That man sat in the cell. He said, nah, you ain't getting my boy. He kept that. He held it down. That was just another added layer to the mystique of this trial and bonds and everything associated with steroids and how it was on ESPN. And it was like, what are we watching? We're waiting for a sports highlight, but we're getting this. At one point, it controlled ESPN. Like, steroids rocked everything. Baseball was crazy. No one knew what to expect. We didn't know who was putting up numbers solidly, correctly, the right way, or who was cheating. The names that came out on that list, some of the players were superstars. Some of them was kept confidential, but we all know that. You could throw a name out in the air. Like, I'm going to throw a name in the air. If a man like Manny Ramirez, who was a great hitter, by the way, and another man who didn't need it, he performed at a high level from the beginning of his career with the Cleveland Indians, took steroids and failed multiple tests. How is a man like David Ortiz, who got cut by the Minnesota Twins, a team that likes star power, a team that likes sluggers, a team that likes power, period, are going to cut a big man like that, a future Hall of Famer? Doesn't that strike you as something weird? Like, doesn't make sense. How? How does a man in Big Poppy accomplish, what is he, a three-time World Series champion? Maybe four or five hundred career home runs? Who knows? I don't follow him. Never been a fan of him or the Red Sox. But you can't help to look at the numbers that he put and the classic battles he had against my Yankees. But again, you could compare his career from the beginning, compare it with him, compare it with Sammy Sosa. Like the numbers... Like you guys were late bloomers, huh? Like Jose Bautista, the bat flipper? You went to Toronto. Wait, wait a minute. That's the connected dot, right? The Canada border, Toronto, A-Rod, the doctor, steroids. There's a lot of those guys over there. Like you guys just found a new home and all of a sudden you're hitting 50 home runs. You can't be stopped. You're a pitcher's nightmare. Again, I don't know if that's how it went down. But a lot of these guys broke down. And a lot of these hip injuries were because of steroid use. Then you question, you have some guys that you ask like, why would this guy take steroids? Like, you, uh, I want to say Tony Womack. What was the other guy's name? They used to play with Barry, Ball, Barry Bonds in San Francisco. The guy was a little guy. A pesk, maybe a bunt or something. And he, Nard Barv, I forgot his name. He tested positive for steroids. This guy wasn't no more than a career 200, 200, 227 hitter. But in a hit for power. Wasn't a, hit, a great hit. It could barely get on base. What was this guy doing taking steroids? He was trying to make the cut and keep his position and keep his spot on the roster. I get it. I get it. Dudes like Russell Martin. You know, one year you're slugging 25, 30 home runs. The next one, you know, you could, you could barely play 30 to 80 games a year. Yeah. So I understand why dudes like that will play. Because you know, your glove, your defense will keep you in the lineup so much. 
Don't get me wrong and it seems like I'm accusing these guys. But the facts are there. The facts are there. So now, if you're the voters, are you voting for Roger Clemens? Are you voting for Barry Bonds? Are you voting for Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Alex Rodriguez when he's up for the ballot? Uh, and if so, don't you think they're taking up space for guys like Don Matterly, Fred McGriff, other players who made, who played the right way, who did it the right way, who can't get enough of the, the ballot, enough ballots, enough votes to get in? Because you got some writers, some voters who want to vote for Barry Bonds or who want to vote for Roger Clemens, who want to preserve their vote for... Alex Rodriguez when he's up. So it's like, you had your feel like borderline players, if you say that, with the numbers that they had, the Bernie Williams, the Jim Edmonds, the ones who can't get in. Yes, I was happy when Mike Messina got in. I was happy when Larry Walker got in. I feel like Lee Smith deserved to get in. You can't induct Mariano Rivera and as one of the greatest closers because he is. But at one point, Lee Smith was, and he was the best in the game. And he should be recognized for that. There's a lot of players out the league, not in the league right now. They're not in the hall. They deserve to be in the hall. They deserve to be in the hall. You know, like I was telling my son the other day, when Mike Piazza hit the home run against Atlanta after the 9-11 attacks, it was powerful. It was powerful. And that baseball era, whether you like it or not, was powerful. Because it brought the fans back. It put the game back on the map. It let it withstand the NBA's rise. The NBA, the NFL. Major League Baseball was relevant. Home runs were booming. Business was popping. My Yankees were winning, so you know I was happy. That Mitchell report, the names, that list. I would love to get my hands on it. A lot of identities were protected, but okay. You got your Robinson Cano. Obviously, you know, he must have got his Tic Tacs from, um, from Alex Rodriguez and his cousin. Milky Cabrera. See, I understand why a guy like Milky might do it, you know. He's a switch hitter. Not solid enough, not consistent enough. His outfield plays all right. He has a strong arm. But Milky's one of them guys that can barely make a roster. So I get him doing the steroids. Cano. Maybe he felt he had to live up to that big contract that he signed with Seattle. It wasn't putting up the numbers and the ball wasn't flying off his bat like it did in Yankee Stadium. Who knows? I know this. He got caught. He got caught. He wasn't the first one. He ain't going to be the last one. His people now, his players now, his minor league ball players getting caught. Everyone's looking for the competitive edge. But at what cost? At what cost? For the greed of money, trying to be competitive on a gambling point, cost Pete Rhodes his spot in the Hall of Fame. Huh? It cost him his spot in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Rod, your Tic Tacs, your little scandals, 
it's going to cost you your spot in the Hall of Fame. Clemens, Bonds, you guys probably won't get in either. But don't get me wrong. And if you do get in, hey, whatever. But then you got to let everybody else in, right? So what about the players who did it the right way and couldn't get in? And their numbers spoke for itself. What about the players that, oh, they couldn't compare to you guys because you guys had the inflated numbers. So nobody talked about them. Nobody honored them. Nobody acknowledged them because compared to you, they didn't exist. So they say, you know, what about Ken Griffey? He broke down. He was breaking down late in his career. Did he do steroids? Was he on that list? I don't know. If you want to ask me, do you think I did that he did? Part of me wants to believe that he did, but part of me doesn't. That was Junior. Junior had the swing. Lefty. Me, I'm a lefty. But, again, the way he broke down his career makes you wonder. Makes you want to think. Man, you're probably right. Maybe he did do it. I don't know. I know a lot of these older ball players. they admitted to taking that metaphys, or whatever that word is. I can't pronounce it right right now. And uh, other pill painkillers and all that. Like, that was normal. That was the reg for them. Steroids. Everybody knew that dudes were doing it. They knew. People didn't care. It wasn't illegal, so it wasn't a big deal. When the effects and everything started happening and people started dying and it brought more awareness to what was actually happening, no sport wanted the black eye and a cloud over them. I get that. So Major League Baseball started cleaning it up and they got it right. Do you honestly think Major League Baseball would love to take off the 98 season off the record books, would they? I don't. That year, those home runs, that race, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire had, for the fans, they loved it. We loved every minute of it. Every minute of it. What? This guy hit a home run? We waiting to see when the Cubs play. All right, wait a minute. This guy's hitting a home run? Oh, wait a minute. Let's wait till tomorrow till the Cardinals play. All right. Let's, look at this guy. Look at this guy. So imagine how Barry Bonds felt seeing all this going on. He had to be jealous. Well, what would make a man who's a future first ballot Hall of Famer want to do that? Winning consistent MVPs. You were taking your teams to the World Series, to the playoffs. You were the man. What would make you want to take steroids? I don't know. But damn, you had a trial. And and your personal trainer, what was this guy's name? McAfee? McNamee? Whatever his name was. Oh, that's the Roger Clemens guy, right? Yeah, your trainer was Greg Anderson. Yours was the one that kept it real. And he kept you out of jail. Then Roger Clemens, he had a trial. Like all this in baseball? From baseball? Like, how did we get off the diamond and into the courtroom? Like, it was crazy. Smokers Lounge. You know, again, from Pete Rose, A-Rod, Barry, Mark Wise, Sammy Sosa, and a whole bunch of other guys. Are they going to get in? Because they say cheaters don't win. 
right? And if so, should they make their own hall, the hall of shame? That's a nice impressive list of guys that potentially could or could not be in the hall of fame. Would they get in? Who knows? Again, because I don't feel like if they get in, like, Hey, happens. The numbers they had, whether you could prove it because the steroid tainted or not, numbers and numbers and numbers speak for themselves sometimes. Like, Alex Rodriguez, he had the clause for every career home run milestone that he breaks. He gets a bonus with the incentives he signed with the Yankees. He knew they can't honor that. You got caught doing steroids. Oh, excuse me. You got caught doing Tic Tacs. So, because you passed or Babe Ruth or if you pass Hank Aaron or something, you get five million. You know you don't deserve that five million or whatever that number was at that time when they force you to retire. Why would they want to pay you for something celebrated that it's not even valid? Right? So is Barry Bonds the career home run hitter? Is he? What did he hit in one year? 73? Was it 73, 72? Is that valid? Because, you know, since I've been a fan of the game, I'm, you know, I'm 42. I've seen guys hit 40, 50. You know, niggas started hitting them numbers. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. It wasn't consistent like everybody was doing a 40, 50 every year. Like you were doing it every year. But these guys are hitting 60. It's like they took the mystique away, the aura about the 60. You think about it. You celebrated Babe Ruth and Roger Maris because it was so hard to accomplish that number, 60. Like, wow, this guy hit 60 home runs? And then here you got Sammy Sosa hitting 66. What was 66, 62, and another 60, whatever his number was. I don't even want to look at his numbers. And you think to yourself again, this is the only player in Major League Baseball history to have hit 60 or more home runs in three consecutive seasons. Not Babe Ruth, not Hank Aaron, but Sammy Sosa. Okay. All right. You know, again, not knocking these dudes because I admired and enjoyed it a lot of them. I grew up idolizing them growing up playing, being a fan of the game, you know. But if I had my way, my vote, I'm not letting you in. And if I did, if I had to give one of them the benefit of the doubt, it would have to be Pete Rose. Right? Because what he did really didn't affect the game because he said he wasn't betting on his team and, and doing things to ensure that his team won or his team didn't win that game. And if he did, he had a, he withheld it. I don't know. But I feel if you took sign to increase your numbers... Those numbers shouldn't be valid. They shouldn't count. And I know that a dude like Sammy Sosa or a dude like Brady Anderson, Google Brady Anderson if you think I'm just talking shit. Google him. I think the guy's name was Marvin Bernard. They used to play with Barry Bonds. San Francisco with Jeff Cantnum when they made the World Series with J.T. Snow and them. But Google... Luis Gonzalez, they used to play for the Tigers, if I'm correct, and then he got traded to the Diamondbacks when they beat us in 2001. Google him. 
Check out his numbers. Go in the back of the baseball card. Look at Brady Anderson's numbers. Then look at that one year how it just pops out. Like, oh shit, this nigga went from 17 to 50. Oh, like, what? Are you serious? Like, holy shit. That's what it was. At that time, hey, nobody said nothing. So it wasn't, I guess it wasn't a big deal. What you had to do, like, like Ken Caminiti, rest in peace. Allegedly, he died in my hometown, Bushwick, Brooklyn, on drugs, but got hooked to steroids. Do you remember him in 1998 when he was playing for the Padres? How pitiful and miserable he looked at the plate? He couldn't even stand. He couldn't even swing without falling. Those dudes were doing it. And he just got hooked. Like, you know, like some of these guys, like, I, I agree with Andy Pettit. Whether he was truthful or not, that's on him. But I agree for the fact that I think some of these athletes were taking that to recover quicker from the injuries. Because it's been documented that the HGH and all that helps you recover faster. Okay. But a lot of these guys wasn't doing it just for that. They were doing it to pat their numbers, the stats. They wanted a paycheck. They wanted a payday. Right? But there's no way. You should you think about it. Okay, you're a major leaguer. You're currently holding on a roster spot, but that roster spot could easily be if you're not a stud, right? So it makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Listen, either way, they cheated. Some got caught, some didn't. Now, it's time for some of those cheaters to meet their fate as far as the votes, as far as the Hall of Fame goes. Hey, you laid your bed. You got to lay in it. You made it. You made your bed. It's cool. Smoke was not like, we're always going to accomplish a few for your numbers. We're always going to shout you out. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Some dudes, again, I didn't have to do it. Don't know why you even thought about doing it. It should have never had went across your minds. But it did. The greed, the shine, the spotlight. Yeah, I get it. But now you got to get it. Listen. As far as Pete Rose goes again, man. Four commissioners. None of them have lifted his bag. You know, that man's been out of baseball for a long time. A long time. Is it his chance to get in? Is he due? Whatever happened to his second chance? You know, even murderers and killers get paroled. Even a man doing a 25 life sentence gets paroled. What about Pete Rose? Would he ever get his day? And like he said in his book, life, what was it? Life in prison without bars? One more Major League Baseball free that man. I'm saying, like, if, you, if you're really considering letting Roger Clemens in and a, and a Barry Bonds and them guys, the steroid users, why not let Pete Rose in? Right? Or am I bugging? I don't know. One of the things that crosses my mind all the time is, uh, you know, we kicking it and shit. We start talking about sports and other shit in general, man. And again, that it is, you know, it is what it is, man. Major League Baseball, hopefully they'll get it right. And Commissioner Manfred, maybe one day he might have a change of heart and let Pete Rose in. Who knows? But for right now, all I know is that this episode, this one is done, baby. You know what I mean? Smoke was loud. Big June. Thank you, baby. One love, y'all.